for tonight's uh, brief sermon text. I chose uh, one of the verses we've already read uh, from the book of Exodus and that description of that Passover feast, the instructions that the Lord gave to Israel um, as they are awaiting their deliverance from slavery and bondage in Egypt. And so I'm going to um, read to you uh, from Exodus 12, 13, uh, just uh, one verse. And if you want to see it in context, you can look for that passage that Taylor read to us tonight in that, um, that first scripture passage that was read. Um, and that's going to be the focus of what we hear uh, tonight. And this is God's word. We should hear it and respond to it as such this evening. And Exodus twelve thirteen says, The blood shall be a sign for you. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. Lord, we ask that you'd uh, open up your word to us, that you would end the preaching of your word, you would show us truly who you are, who we are, and all that you've done for us. Give us ears to hear the gospel, our greatest need. We pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All day long, you and I are taking in uh, information, uh, as it were, sort of reading the signs, just walking from one relationship to the next or one situation to the next and trying to size up what's happening there and how we respond or how we fit in. Um, I do it all day long. I'm always attempting to read the signs of what's going on and uh, make sense of them. Um, a lot of you know that um, we've had a little uh, family crisis. Um, my daughter's sick. She lives in Oklahoma where she's going to school. And Oklahoma is very, very far away from Richmond, Virginia. You, it's not easy to get there. I've tried a couple times to fly there. It can often take you a couple days. Uh, and it's just, it's, it's not close to Richmond. And so when you have a sick daughter who uh, is uh, halfway across the world, it seems like, um, you try to figure out uh, how do we care for her, and it became uh, apparent just from reading the signs, talking to her friends, um, my wife talking to her on the phone, said, um, I think it's time for us to go and lay eyes on her and see what we see when we're face-to-face. Um, and a lot of you all have just been just great praying for Emma's healing. That's the number one thing that uh, that we need right now. We try to figure out what's going on. But, you know, your wife says 10 o'clock at night, tomorrow morning I'm going to get up at 3 a.m. and I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to go to Oklahoma. I say, yes, that's exactly what we're going to do. And we scramble and we got her going. Um, and Kim's able to be there by her side. And all day long, Kim is texting me what she's seeing. She's lethargic, okay? She's acting weird, Okay. <laughs> Um, she can't move without pain, you know, like things like that. And we're trying to figure out all the things that are going on. And on top of that, we're trying to line up doctors who are also giving us a new set of signs to read and things like that. And um, one of the things that's just been great about being a part of the church is all, all of y'all that are saying, I'm praying for her. I am reminded and rebuked that I don't need a doctor um, to intervene. I need the Lord to intervene ultimately. And I pray he uses these doctors, and I pray he uses all things as a disposal to care for my daughter. But I can become fascinated with the signs I can take in through my eyes, you know, or through my ears or through my smartphone, you know. And I'm often slow to look for the signs I can only see if the Lord himself opens my eyes to see them. 
my biggest need and the healing that we all need, it is a sign that though it can often be right before our very eyes, unless God supernaturally opens our eyes to see it, we will not get it. We will not apprehend it and we will not appreciate the value of it as well. In this short verse, the Lord himself is speaking to the children of Israel who need a sign. They need desperately to know that God's going to deliver them and be faithful to his promises. And it's interesting that when the Lord gives a sign, the sign of blood on the lentils, the doorposts, part of the sacrifice, um, God says, I'm giving this as a sign to you people. But it's also a sign that when you look on this blood, you're also reminded not just of blood, but you will be reminded of what me, the Lord himself, sees when he looks at the blood. And that interesting sign to be given, right? It's not just you're given a symbol in the blood. You are given a symbol that should remind you that what God sees is just infinitely more important than what we can see. That in that symbol of the blood, you're reminded, I see the blood, but I'm reminded that God himself has set his eyes on something. That God, as he looks at that blood, he is confirmed and reminded himself of something super important. When we come to worship, and especially on a, you know, a special service like Monday, Thursday, I think some of us think, is there something that we should be feeling or experiencing? Is there something special that should be going on in a service like this? Um, I talk to people, it seems like every year, that are like, um, I was either tremendously moved by the passion account, struck, cut to the quick, or some people might come to me in secret and say, wow, I was kind of unmoved by that. Am I in trouble? <laughs> you know, you, you might feel that way, right? Um, God does not say in this passage, when I see how deeply you are moved by what I've done, then I'll pass over you. He doesn't say that. God doesn't say, when I see how sorry you are for your sin, then I'll pass over you. God does not say, when you super appreciate what I've done for you, then I'll pass over you. No, he says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. When God, the holy God, sets eyes on this sign that he has given, he will be reminded of something that he will do. It may move us. It may light us on fire. It may melt us. It may cut us to the quick. But the important point is that when God saw the blood, that set him in action on behalf of his people. I want to just talk for a second about what God sees when he saw that blood. What God sees when he sees what that blood ultimately pointed to, the blood of the perfect lamb of God that we're going to celebrate in the supper tonight. We're going to see elements. We're going to see bread. We're going to see cup. It will symbolize and remind us of the Lord's body and blood for us. So we see that. But we need to stop and talk for a second about what it is that is in the Lord's vision when he looks at every man, woman, and child in this room tonight that is covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Anyone who has been purchased tonight by Jesus Christ. What does the Lord himself see when he sets his eyes on you and the atonement that covers you? And there are three things I just want to mention briefly. When God looks at you, 
Christian, because you've trusted in what God has done for you in Jesus Christ, when God looks at you, when he looks at the blood that covers you, what he sees is that it is finished. The work of atonement, the work that was required to take away our sin has been done. Do you know that when God looks at you, he's not waiting for a further sacrifice for sin so that you can have peace with him? He's not waiting for you to get in the right mood or frame of mind or do the right thing so that he might pass over you. No. When he looks at the blood, he passes over you because the blood he sees is the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. When Jesus instituted that supper, it was to be a memorial and a reminder and a testimony to us that just as surely as we take that cup, so surely God's blood was poured out for us so that we could have peace with God. God doesn't just see it as finished. That's important. But God also sees, Christian, that you belong to him. Do you know that Jesus died for you? If you do, if you know that Jesus died for you, what God sees when he looks at you is he says, not that someone's got some work to do or I can't wait until that person grows up. What he sees is that one is mine. You belong to him. You're God's child. You're his son. Collectively, we are his bride and beloved and cherished by him. God sees that the work of atonement is finished, but it is not simply that we're passed over. He sees that his claim is put upon us because Jesus died instead of the sinner so that we could have a place in his family and table forever and be given the full rights of sons to call him father, to dare to call him father. But God also sees something else when he looks at that blood, when he looks at the work of Christ and the atonement of Christ for you tonight. Your sins are atoned for. It's finished. You belong to him. You're his child. But he also sees that you have a future and a destiny. It's interesting that the verse after this Exodus verse I just read talks all about the future and not just sort of where I'm going to lead you next through the Red Sea but I'm going to give you a feast that you are to celebrate in perpetuity. You will celebrate this feast forever, forever. That God, when he sees the blood of Jesus Christ, he sees a child that belongs to him and has been forgiven and atoned for, but he also sees one that on that last day will be given access to the table of God, sitting down at his table in glory, enjoying the wedding feast of the lamb, and also just the glorious blessings of being in his presence with joy forever. We do a lot of work reading the signs, and we'll read a couple tonight. But as you read these signs, be reminded that it's much more important what God sees. And when God saw that blood, he passed over his people. And when he sees the blood of Jesus Christ, that atoning sacrifice applied to us, He says that one is reconciled, forgiven, that one has a future with me, that one belongs to me, and we're his church. Read these signs, but in seeing them, see the profound love of God for you.
in Jesus Christ. And God is satisfied by what he sees. Lord, as we continue in worship, open our eyes to see Jesus for us. And as you open up the eyes of our hearts to see and enjoy him, that we would see that the living God is well satisfied in his sacrifice and faithfulness. Lord, you're the faithful one. We pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.